Good morning. It's Friday, March 1st, the first day of Women's History Month. We did it! Sexism is solved! We've got a month. No rights, no equal pay, but we got a month. And we're gonna we're gonna take it. And now the news. Let's start with dueling visits to the border by Trump and Biden. On Thursday, President Biden and future prisoner number 1356583, those are random numbers, Trump, went to go visit the southern border. Their visits were separated by a mere 300 miles of both land and vibes. President Biden was in a town near the Rio Grande Valley called Brownsville, which has been the busiest corridor for illegal crossings in recent years, though that number has been cut in half in recent months. He went thoughtfully with hopes of learning what needs to be done while also, of course, getting some press, but the president maintains that that's not why he went. Trump went and lied. We don't cover liars here. I mean, we talk about the lies as in to, like, tell you the truth about them, but, you know, we don't give airtime to the lie itself. But I do think it's important to differentiate between what both of them did while they were down there. Biden went to go see it firsthand, and Trump went to call it a, quote, Joe Biden invasion, which is like an invasion of Joe Biden's? All right. Trump went to Eagle Pass, where Governor Abbott showed him the razor wire that is still up illegally. And I'm not going to repeat everything he said because it's gross and abhorrent and false. But he again returned to his best Hitler impression as he called people coming through the border terrorists, which is patently untrue, and repeated his disgusting and false belief that they are poisoning the blood of America. These are lies that I feel gross even repeating. He is the worst. He should not be president. Also in Texas, the Smokehouse Creek wildfire has now burned through more than a million acres. It is the largest in Texas history and currently, as of this recording, the third largest in U.S. history. The second largest was 1845's Great Fire in Oregon. That fire burned 1.5 million acres. The Texas fire is still only 3% contained and 1.1 million acres. So, unfortunately, it is very likely that this fire will have taken that second-place spot over the weekend. In Gaza, a horrific milestone has been passed as more than 30,000 people have died since Israel's war with Hamas began after Hamas's October 7th attack. That 30,000 includes between 112 and 122 people who died on Thursday after Israeli troops, it sounds like, opened fire on Palestinians waiting for food and aid in northern Gaza. I say it sounds like because information here is really, really hard to get right now. As I'm recording this, um, there are conflicting reports from witnesses and Israel defense forces, but it does seem like part of the reason that the count is so high, between 112 and 122 dead with at least 760 injured, is that after shots were shot, um, people trampled as they tried to disperse. They were gathered to wait for food and aid. That's what was happening. They were waiting for food and aid. And 112 to 122 people died with at least 760 people injured. Sounds like also aid trucks tried to leave the area in all of that and accidentally ran over some people. 
it was chaos while waiting for food and aid. It's unknown what this will mean for the ceasefire negotiations, though President Biden did say that they certainly would make an impact. Just a quick update that, yes, the House did pass that very short-term spending bill, which will keep the government open until at least March 8th. It is expected to pass the Senate Thursday night, which is after I record this, but before you hear it, and then head to the president's desk for a quick signature. As long as all of this happens before 12.01 a.m. on Saturday, we're good. The government will stay open. I don't expect to need it, but I will keep an eye on this and toss a record scratch in here if something changes. Hey, check that out. No record scratch. We're good. We live to budget another day. Another week. As promised, the Alabama legislature voted on Thursday to protect the right to IVF in their state after a dual set of bills that protect both the providers and patients from criminal and civil liability if embryos are damaged or destroyed made it through. The governor is expected to sign it. Honestly, when I talked about this the other day, I was pretty sure it wouldn't make it through the legislature, but I'm happily surprised for now. I do expect Republicans to disappoint me again, because I'm not a fool, but in this moment, I'm like, oh, good job. I'm sure you didn't want to do good, but you did it, so we'll take it. And because it's Friday, let's end with a great story. Caitlin Clark, the absolute legend that she is, announced on Thursday that she will enter the April 15th WNBA draft. She is the all-time NCAA women's scorer and 17 points away from being the top scorer in all of NCAA history. Every single person that has ever played, she will have scored more than all of them. Combined. No, not combined. That would be, that would be too much. That would be like you're in college for too long, you know? She is also one of only six women who have had more than 1,000 assists, which is amazing when you think about her record as a scorer. To be such an amazing, like she's just putting up shot after shot and then to be so generous with her assists. I love sports. <laughs> Good for her. And that's it. That's the news. I'm proud of Caitlin Clark. Great way to start Women's History Month as we are watching her make history every time she steps out onto the court. I'm also proud of sleeping babies. It's baby sleep day. I don't get it. I feel like this happens a lot during the day. So, mm. but you know what? Good for babies, but more than babies because they can't even drink water because you can drink water. Probably you should drink more. We, we should all be drinking more water, but because you can, I'm proud of you. 